It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. Hey, Cruel Coven. Hi, my beautiful little pastel Easter eggs. This is Cruel and Unusual, the podcast. I'm Tori. Why am I like this? I don't know. I'm Katie. And we are losing our minds. They're gone. But I'm... Yeah, honestly, this morning I woke up. Well, did I wake up? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Is this Am dream? I living in a fucking simulation? Um, it was like one forty in the morning. Okay, okay. I thought that I woke up, but I don't <laughs> think I did. All of a sudden, I started screaming, what? "Bloody murder!" I said, "What are you doing to her?" What I thought, I was like seeing everything. I thought Rory had was like just laying in the bed like you know like laying mm-hmm. there sleeping holding nora by her head oh, no. like this no it fucking freaked me out i go what are you doing what are you doing to her were you really screaming it yeah out loud screaming loudly <gasps> no. and rory like shot up in bed he goes what am i supposed <laughs> to be doing to her <laughs> oh no <laughs> and i don't know if I like woke up for a minute and I saw a shadow because the closet's right there mm-hmm. or if I purely dreamed all of it. I'm not Probably sure. dreaming. But it fucking freaked me out and then I couldn't go back to bed because I was so worried that I was going insane. Yeah. That's that was the I'm the worried issue. I'm going insane too. So that's what the quarantine's doing to me. Besides yeah. keeping me alive, it's making me go insane. Well, yeah. we hope everyone's hanging in there. Hope you're hanging in there. Hope you're healthy. What are we going to be talking about today? Do you know? I know. <laughs> I know what we're talking about. I did not think of a question and I just realized that. Oh, shit. So we normally try and do think of a question that kind of somewhat has something to do with what we're talking about, but I forgot to think of one because that's just who I am as a person. So Katie, my yes. question for you today is what is one thing that you are doing to practice self-care during this quarantine? Oh, Can you even think God. of one thing? I tell myself it's self it's self care to eat whatever the fuck I want, but oh, that's not. I fucking it's not love self-care. to eat whatever I want. I, it's, but it's harmful <sighs> to me because I will eat an entire family sized bag of chips. I know. I love that about you. I will. I love that about you. And I'm like down on myself about it, but Tanner's like, "Oh, you got a fast metabolism. It's okay." I like, thought you were gonna say. <laughs> can I tell you what I thought you were gonna say? I he, thought you were gonna say. Well, you, you got say? a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I do, I you but... Like, oh, you got a fat ass. It's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you see my eyes, like, really wide? Yeah, he, no, but he's, like, <laughs> the most supportive mm-hmm. of my bad habits. Yeah. Like, we're... It's not good. It's not good. See, Rory isn't. Really? Does he get on you about stuff? Well, <laughs> we had a gigantic argument the other night oh, no. because... I, what did I do? He was, we gave Nora a bath. He and Nora were in the bed already. And then I, it was finally fucking time for me to get a shower. <laughs> so I took a shower and I hadn't ate dinner. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I fucking ate lunch that day. And so I was like, you know what? It's fucking 10 o'clock at night. I'm not going to be making myself a big meal. I'm just going to eat a bagel because yeah. I need to eat something. Right. Walk into the room with a bagel. And I said, what did I say? I said, I'm out of, oh, I think I said I'm out of breath. I hope I don't have COVID because like shortness of breath, you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, that's not why you're out of breath. Oh, and I was like, no. are you fucking? So I left the bagel there. Want to know something? It's Did still you... fucking there. It's been a week. Dick punch him? No, Aww. I just rolled over and we didn't have sex. 
<laughs> you can leave that in there too. That'll show him. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. That def- that I, I just meant you're not. You don't have COVID. That's what I meant. Don't be stupid. You oh, don't have God. COVID. I'm like, oh fuck off. Whatever. So whatever. And I was. You want to know what pisses me off the most about all of it? Hmm. That was my last blueberry bagel, and I can't no. find them anywhere now. Now it's just fucking sitting there, hard as a rock. <sighs> I'm not throwing it away ever. They don't have it's any. It's a daily anywhere? reminder that he made a fat joke. <laughs> they don't have any bagels. Any I can't blueberry find bagels them. Anywhere. The blueberry ones. We had to buy um, RV toilet paper, the kind no. for motorhome. Like Where'd that, you get it? Walmart. Oh, you found some. And it's in the it's in the auto section. Oh. It like dissolves rapidly. It's actually better for our toilet. So maybe that's what I'm doing. Yeah. To self care. That doesn't fucking count. Katie. I'm not. I'm not having to plunge my toilet. Do you as much. take a bath? Do you light no. candles? Do you? No. I don't have time. Shave your armpits. No. I can braid it at this point. I have pretty long armpits. It's I just, have pretty long armpits. I don't have time. I don't. I have <laughs> I no know. time. I literally don't eat. No. But then I'm still not able to even eat. You know what? Bagel. I've also I've been playing that zombie shooter game. Okay. It's I think it's called like shoot jo- sh- shoot j- zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called shoot zombie merge gun cuz oh, you shoot okay. the zombies and then you merge your guns to It's a 10-year-old boy game. Yeah. Jackson had me download it. He's like, "Mom, it's addicting. It's addicting." <laughs> I'm here to confirm. So, it's just it's kind of satisfying. I've never been one to play games on my phone, but I love video me games, but yeah. I don't, I can't anymore. Me it's either. Like part of my life. I'll but. do like Candy Crush sometimes if I'm really, I do Candy Crush when I'm listening to podcasts. Oh, really? Because I can focus on what they're saying and I don't yeah. have to like read on my screen. So the topic for this week, you want to tell them? You want to sock it to them? I'm going to sock it to you. Our topic for this week is Chicago murders. Chicago crime. Chicago crime. Murders. Murder in the city. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to jump right in. I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. Ready? Okay. I'm going to be talking about the notorious Chicago serial killer, Herman Webster Mudgett. 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 Makes me want to vomit. Better known as H.H. Holmes. Do you know this one? Like in depth? Not in depth. Okay. Well, I'm about to break it down for you. Okay. Okay. So, H.H. Holmes was born Herman Webster Mudgett. That's the worst name. Mudgett. That's very unfortunate. Mudgett. Mudgett. Come here, little Mudgy. Mudgy. What are you doing, Mudge? On May 16th of 1861, he went on to invent a bunch of other aliases as well, but we'll get into that. There is just a ton of conflicting information out there on this case because it was a billion years ago and different people told different stories. So I'm going to tell you the one that I figured out (laughs) and I researched. The conclusion you came to. Yeah. Okay. And if there's other ones like I know that there is, fuck off. Just (laughs) Just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Come on. Just let me tell my story. (laughs) Fuck off. And enjoy it. You're going <laughs> to like it. Okay. Sit down, shut up, and like it. And eat your fucking family-sized bag of chips. My God stomach will it. not stop growling. And all I can think about is chips. What kind of chips do you eat? Um, I cheddar like the ruffles. Cream. Yes. Mm-hmm. The ruffles, cheddar and sour mm-hmm. cream. Or just Lay's, not wavy. No. With French onion dip. Fucking it's got to be Dean's. love. Oh, Dean's? French onion dip. I like the Lay's, the one with the red. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the it's glass really jar? Yep. Well, aren't you fucking yep. fancy? Eh, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Anyway. 
Oh, also, you may have heard of the best-selling novel written by Eric Larson called The Devil in the White City. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah okay. I have that book. Oh, do you? Have you ever actually it. read it yet? I couldn't get very much. Oh. I couldn't get. <laughs> Just I, so you guys know, this is it's about to be real fucking boring, apparently. <laughs> I couldn't get through it too much. No, I think it was his writing style or oh, something. Oh, see, I've never it read it. It just didn't capture my attention. Um, and The Devil in the White City is based on the Columbian Exposition in Chicago, but also in part does tell the story of H.H. H. Holmes or what some believe is his story. Like I said, a lot of the different things within his life have multiple possibilities as to what truly happened, which is fucking maddening, mm-hmm. but at the same time kind of intriguing because you can choose whatever the hell you want. Kind of like those storybooks that I fucking loved yeah. that you could choose the ending. Choose your own adventure. Yes. Yes. Fuck me up. There was a Goosebumps one that I liked. Oh, I loved Goosebumps. Fucking loved those. How did that go? Fuck me dun, up. Dun, 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 dun. Like that. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. The, like, theme song. I never watched Goosebumps. I you read it. You never watched it? No, I read them. I fucking did both. I was a super fan of R.L. R.L. Stein. Are you more interested in what I think is the kind of made-up version or the very factual... Like as well, like as factual as it can get version. Either version, whatever okay, version I'm going to give you fucking both. Okay. Okay. Give me both. All right. So Herm's, I'm just going to call him Herm. Okay. Okay. Herm's child life was relatively normal. At least that's what we hear today. According to some people, certain things his dad did to him would be considered abusive today, but it wasn't in the 1800s, which is kind of sad and a bit gross when you think about it. Um, and he also didn't have that many friends. He kind of stuck to himself. He was a loner. Hmm. There are some reports that he trapped and performed surgical procedures on small animals from a young age, something that isn't totally fact-checked, but I'm just going to insert it here because, you know, basically for the purpose of the story. Red flag number one. Number one numero uno. Trapping and basically murdering small animals isn't exactly normal by any means. No. Yeah, but other than those few things, he had a fairly normal childhood. Now... Herm did have one close friend when he was young, and that friend died. How? Did they know? Well, okay, so it's super tragic and sad, and some believe it may have been at the hands of our boy, Herm Mudge. I'm going to choose to believe that. Yeah, when he was just 11 years old, his friend Tom supposedly fell off a landing to his death. That's how it happened. No. The two had been exploring an old abandoned home together. People believe that Herm may have actually pushed Tom off, which would mean his very first murder occurred occurred at the age of 11 years old, which is mildly fucking terrifying. Yeah. And there's no way of ever knowing. Nope. No one will ever know. Oh, my God. Apparently, it's documented that Herman was also bullied in school for getting good grades, which is fucking annoying because why are kids the way they are? Why, Only the why do you losers get... are smart. Yeah. Is it because, like, is it like the nerd thing? Like, maybe. maybe. It might have been like a nerdy guy. Herm the nerd. Herm the nerd. Herm mudge the nerd. Hermy mudgy nerd. Nerd alert. <laughs> Push up your glasses. Oh, you broke. I'm going to fucking stop. Just, just end stop. it there. Okay. As he grew older, he didn't grow out of performing surgeries, also known as torturing living animals. He actually then moved on to bigger animals like dogs and rabbits. In 1878, he married his first wife, Clara Lovering, in New Hampshire. 
Clara was the daughter of a wealthy farmer, and some say this was one of Herman's first attempts at financial gain through women. Which, fucking dick. Yeah. Which is, you'll see, like a common theme throughout his fucking life. The two had a son named Robert together. Okay. Apparently, first, Herman decided to go to college in Vermont. But I guess it wasn't good enough for him, so he then moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan to attend the University of Michigan and enrolled in their medical program. Another bit of conflicting story is that some people say he left Clara and their son Robert behind in New Hampshire, and some others say that Clara and Robert went with him. But eventually, no matter where they were, Clara got sick of Herman's shit, and she moved back to New Hampshire with their son. Fuck off, Herman. Yeah, good for you, fucking Goodbye. Clara Levering. I also love her last name, Levering. Clara Lovering. Lovering. Clara okay. Lovering. That's fun. I really like it. In 1884, he graduated and moved to New York City, where talk circled that he was seen with a young boy who vanished. No. Yeah. So, he got the fuck out of there and made his way to Philadelphia, because apparently that's just where you go when you kill someone. I guess. Yeah. He got a job in a drugstore and another child died. This time after taking medication that Herman sold him. Oh. So basically just, he's guilty. He poisoned him. He was like, well, I guess I fucked this one up too. I'm going to go fuck Chicago up now while I'm at it. So he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes to try and fly under the radar. And so H.H. Holmes was born. So Herm got to Chicago at peak time because the city was beginning to prepare for the world's Columbian Exposition, which was this gigantic fair to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus discovering the new world or whatever you fucking believe. Basically, a bunch of people were flocking to Chicago for work because there was a royal shit ton of things needing to get done. Mm -hmm. So just in case I've lost you, it's 1886 now. Okay. And shit is about to hit the motherfucking fan. I'm scared. Yeah. Be scared. Okay. Pull that blanket up tight over your head. Da -da -da. Turn on your flashlight. It's on. And get ready. I'm ready. Hold on to your butt. I've got it. I'm cupping it. H.H. <laughs> stumbles upon another drugstore, so we know that shit's about to get real. He just loves drugstores. He just fucking loves it. Much oh, to his it. delight. A drugstore. Oh, look, I can poison people. <laughs> I have all the access to all the finest drugs in the land. He's skipping down the street. A drugstore. <laughs> a drugstore. There's a little bluebird on his shoulder. <laughs> I can't whistle. He's wearing a derby tweet, hat. Tweet, tweet, And he has this little mustache. And he's like, oh, wow. Is that a drugstore? Is that you? <laughs> a drugstore. How lovely. I can't wait to poison all the little boys and girls in the city of Chicago. <laughs> no. Okay. He's a dick. Okay, so this drugstore that he stumbles upon is E.S. Holton's drugstore. And for a long time, many people said E.S. was an old man, a doctor married to his old wife, and that H.H. Holmes somehow got them to just basically hand over the drugstore to him, and then he killed them and said that they ran off to California. Oh, boy. If you can follow all of that fucking so bullshit. So much. Mm -hmm. What I believe is true, after a lot of research on this, is that E.S. Holton is a bomb ass woman yeah a woman I hope doctor so. not a fucking guy doctor she's a goddamn woman doctor and her name was elizabeth holton she and her husband were not old and decrepit they weren't that much older than hh and they actually continued living their best lives in inglewood until they died many years later not at the hands of hh well that's good that's okay. a plus i guess so at the drugstore herm proved himself as an employee and bought the store so apparently he actually did something legally 
for once in his fucking life and bought the store. Clap, clap for you. Good job, you man. Yeah. (laughs) What? Fucking stupid (laughs) man. Dumbass man. God. Shout out to all our men listeners. We really fucking love you. Some of you are okay. (laughs) You're not a dumbass man. Unless you are a dumbass man. (laughs) Then quit being a dumbass man. But keep listening. It's time. The Great Chicago Fire of 1871 had wiped out a majority of the city, and things were still being rebuilt. There was a gigantic lot across the street from the drugstore that Holmes ended up purchasing. So in 1887, Herm started hiring a bunch of contractors to construct what is now known as the Murder Castle. The Murder Castle. Which is super intriguing and super scary, and I'm glad I didn't live there at the time, because I probably would have fallen for the traps. It makes me think of um, Dennis Rader. True. Who wanted to have the murder barn. Right. And it's a loser. Such God. a fucking loser. And I just know how fucking gullible I am, or not necessarily now, but I used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I just went to all these house parties randomly. Oh, yeah. People I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Like, these bonfires. There's so many women who have disappeared from bonfires. Remember the stranger I met in the woods? I remember that. Yeah. We're not going to get into that right now. We won't get into it, but I do want to. Clearly, I survived. You survived. But anyway... I probably would have seen this big ass place and be like, oh, wow, a jewelry store is in there. I'm going to go. And then he would have been like, sign over all of your shit to me. And I would have said, okay, Herm. And then I would have signed his shit, signed over my shit. And then I would be in a place that I'm about to tell you about. So, okay, let's hear it. Holmes was smart. He didn't allow just one company or contractor to work on this new venture of his. He hired and fired a shit ton of people. So no one, aside from himself would truly know the layout, darkness, or madness behind the building. That is smart. Mm-hmm. Truly. Dick move, but... Big dick smart. move. But he had a little dick. By the time the murder castle was finished, there were three stories, the first looking totally normal. Basically, he just wanted to fool random people who came in and out of it. Gotcha. He had storefronts on that floor. The second floor was reported to be a bunch of torture rooms, hmm. mazes, and shoots to the basement. Okay. If he wasn't killing people, it might be kind of fun. For sure. Like an escape room type yeah, of thing. Yeah, for sure. This but was no. like the ultimate escape room. You just no. could never escape from no, it. No, but it was real. Real. It ended in death. Mm-hmm. The third floor, which he told people was a hotel and rented out rooms because all these people were flocking to Chicago, mm-hmm. were more apartments. <sighs> so some of the things people say were in this building are totally obscene. Apparently, there were gas chambers, rooms that have no way for people to leave, trap doors, mazes, rooms that lead absolutely nowhere. The list goes on and on. We'll have a drawing of what it supposedly looked like on our social media. This shit is fucking wild, you guys. Mm. Wild. I'm showing Katie. I just sent Katie the link right now. Do you see it? Yeah. Fucking crazy. God. I would, s- there- I would not make it very far into there. <laughs> oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. Um, The murder castle was three stories tall, took up an entire block, and was over 160 feet long and 50 feet wide. God. Yeah. It's reported that the basement is where the bodies would be dumped. I'm looking at... There's a drawing of it right now. I'm looking at... Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows the basement. It's like illustrated. Yeah. Bodies in it. crazy? (laughs) They drew bodies. Um, That's the thing that I want to make sure that we put on the social media. Yeah. It's reported that the basement is where the bodies would be dumped, either by him directly or through the holes in the chutes after people were slowly killed by gas, suffocation, or starvation. God. 
Yeah. The worst. He was just truly a piece of shit yeah. monster madman. With a baby dick. With I a bet. little tiny needle baby penis. <laughs> okay. In the basement is where he carried out his sick games of torturing the bodies, even in death. Okay. He liked to dissect the bodies because he was a fucked up motherfucker. That makes it's me sh- shudder. Yeah. Sh- sh- shudder. Sh- 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 oh. Yeah, okay. for real though. Um, it's even reported that he had this machine that physically pulled the bodies apart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The noises. Mm-hmm. No. Like snapping. No. Yeah popping yeah think it can get more disturbing it fucking can oh i'm sure yeah it's also reported that he would skin his victims and disfigure them to the point of being unrecognizable (sighs) and then report it to get their insurance money Yeah. Why go that far? Yeah. He loved it Mm -hmm. he fucking loved this shit many of his victims were people he knew People that he employed at the murder castle. He somehow convinced all of these people to put him on their life insurance policies. Yeah, fuck, I don't get it. He oh, had some fucking black voodoo magic. Oh. Um, most of the time under a variety of aliases that he made up so the insurance companies wouldn't be tipped off. God. Some of his victims were also sold as cadavers to universities because I guess that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, an illegal thing. I would imagine, but a thing. Like, yeah, he did it do, under the table. Yeah, it wasn't, it like, regulated. Right. Um, Fuck. I mean, you can't, like, murder someone and sell it. Right. That's just not a thing. Right. I think now... <laughs> I think now is a Dang, good time. there goes my whole fucking yeah, yeah, plan. See, God damn it. You can't get rich off of murdering people now. I think now is a good time to mention what a con artist and swindler the psychopath was, if you didn't catch on to that by now. Holmes was not described as a good-looking man at all. But, like a lot of men, he was a good bullshitter, and he had this weird charm thing going on. Think like ex-quarterback of the high school football team, four or five years post-high school. He has to go to a shitty dive bar to pick up a woman because he can't just pick up women anymore, and he has to roofie their drinks to get laid. Yeah. You understand who I'm talking that's, that's about? A good, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good comparison, okay. I think. This is the type of guy that Holmes reminds me of. He makes all of these fucking promises to not only women who he can gain something from, but also investors and businessmen and friends that he made. No one was off limit to Herm. In the few pictures that we have of him, he looks like a fucking loser yeah okay his goddamn hat and this big ass mustache these bushy ass eyebrows the fucking suit he just looks like a goddamn carny yeah. <laughs> okay he no he just looks like a fucking con artist mm-hmm. and he was yeah i'm such a sucker for charm though not even like men like men women who are usually just trying to sell you know like yeah. sell shit mlm whatever yeah fuck mlms but what I'm trying to say is it's easy to be like, what were they thinking? Yeah, it's very easy to be like fucking just sucked in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe this dude didn't have a pencil dick. <laughs> maybe it was something a little bit better. Maybe he just were ripped like, it out. He's wow. like, life insurance. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> if you sign over your life insurance, you're going to get this tonight, honey. You're going to get this D. This BD. Okay, he... <laughs> Like I just was saying, he has a full mustache, a top hat. People compared him to the less handsome Ted Bundy because women just flocked to him and would do basically anything they could to be near him, which is weird. 
but whatever. Kind of like you said about the whole charm yeah, thing. Yeah, he must have been super charming. Something. I don't know. He Or the black voodoo magic. Yeah. Speaking of his charm and or black voodoo magic, Holmes had met a woman named Myrta Belknap in Minnesota prior to moving to Chicago. When he was like just fucking around in five different states, that's when he met Myrta. Mm. He wrote her a letter and said if she moved to Chicago, he would marry her. Oh. Who the fuck does that? God. Did if he you maybe, come did to he Chicago, her, I'll marry you. Did he promise her money, I wonder? I'm going to promise you fame and fortune and all of the fine things in Come life. to my murder castle. Come to... Okay. So in this letter, he said if she moved to Chicago, he would marry her. For whatever reason, she wanted to marry the dude, so she accepted. She moved her entire life to Chicago and helped Herm run the store. The two had a little girl named Lucy, which is the cutest Aww, little name ever for a little girl. Lucy. I love Lucy. I love and did Lucy. not live happily ever after. Wait, Lucy? Um, not a whole lot was mentioned about oh. either of them, okay. but they were not his victims. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they got the fuck out of there. I gotcha. Um, Herm then married Georgiana Yolk. Hmm. Which, I mean, he's still legally married to Clara and Myrta. But so who gives a fuck, really? This is just how he'll he do, lives. He'll do whatever he wants. Whatever the fuck he wants because he's a big bad man. God. He just did whatever the hell he wanted. That was in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate him. Um, so, a couple named Ned and Julia move into the murder castle. The murder castle. The murder castle. With their daughter, Pearl. Aww. I fucking love that name. That's why we did Raven's Grove with Pearl. Pearl. So, our boy Ned is running the jewelry counter on the first floor, and it isn't long before Julia falls into Herm's trap. (sighs) Julia, no. He takes that fucking fishing pole, and he just real, real, reels her the fuck in. (sighs) When Ned found out about the affair, he got the fuck out of there, like any sane person would do. He's like, Mm -hmm. fuck you, Julia. I'm done with you. Unfortunately, Julia and Pearl didn't have it as easy as Ned because the two disappeared mm. on Christmas fucking no. Eve. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was in 1891. <sighs> Holmes later said that Julia died during an abortion mm. that he was giving her. Wow. But the deaths of Julia and Pearl were never actually confirmed. That's very sad. Mm-hmm. That hurts my Could heart. Could you imagine a little baby no. on Christmas Eve? No. She was probably so fucking excited. Mm-hmm bastard holmes also met and seduced emmeline and edna two other unfortunate women that just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time both are believed to have been killed by holmes Mm. he just got off really on torturing people Mm -hmm. now we have benjamin peitzel he enters the picture and holmes meets him through some kind of work he basically becomes holmes right hand man Mm mm-hmm a district attorney described Peitzel as Holmes' creature what? later on in trial. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I don't, like his little creature? pet. You know what I mean? That's that disgusts me. Really disgusting. Holmes was just as charming and convincing to Peitzel, and we'll talk more about this later. So we're in 1893 now, and Holmes meets Minnie Williams, who moves to Chicago for him. Also, apparently, she was an actress, but she was over it and decided to take. And decided to take a job as his personal stenographer, because that sounds fun. And <laughs> she was valuable to Holmes because she owned a crap ton of land in the Fort Worth, Texas area. Okay. Yeah. The only major issue was she shared the land with her sister, Annie. Different accounts of the same mini owned it. Some say they both did. Take it or fucking leave it. Somehow Holmes got her to sign over her side of the deed. Of course he fucking did. Of course. Jeez. And Okay. So she signed over her half of the land 
to a man she never met named Alexander Bond. That's great. Yeah. Well, That's which what was, I would do. Yeah. And that was just an alias of his, which she obviously didn't know. Yeah. I don't understand, but whatever. Huh. Later, he signed the deed over to Benton T. Lyman, an <laughs> alias he gave to Benjamin Peitzel. Jesus. So the land is theirs. Okay. Mm-hmm. His creature and him <laughs> under a different fucking name. Okay. Got it. Multiple versions of this part of the story have been told, but I'm just going to go with this one. Okay. Okay. Holmes invited Annie out for a surprise visit to see Minnie. However, before Annie and Minnie could see each other, he somehow got Annie into one of the torture rooms and she was never seen or heard from again. Uh, Mm -hmm. Annie. And then, Annie, are you okay? Minnie disappeared shortly thereafter. Annie and Minnie. Yeah. Neither of them were seen or heard from again after July 5th of 1893 god fuck you mudge honestly insurance companies are starting to kind of become a little more suspicious of holmes like fucking finally it's about time yeah mainly due to a bunch of people around him going missing mm-hmm. he decided to flee to the land in texas that he had just swindled those sisters out of he had a new wife at this point so <laughs> this georgiana yoke lady yeah he wanted to build a second murder castle a second murder castle in the fort worth texas area um, he wanted to do this on that land that he swindled, but before he could start building that hellhole, he got arrested. Well, good. Mm-hmm. But what do you think he was arrested for, Katie? Um, fraud? Well, it wasn't for murder. It wasn't for fraud. Oh. It wasn't for selling cadavers. It wasn't for swindling people out of money. It was for stealing horses. What a loser. Yeah, big fucking loser. So the dude went to prison for stealing horses, and he met a man named Hedgepeth, okay? Okay. Hedgepeth was a train robber. Holmes bragged nonstop to Hedgepeth about all of his crimes and told him that he was planning to fake his own death and then claim his own life insurance money, okay? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So he asked Hedgepeth to help him and offered him $500, (laughs) Which was, I'm, I'm assuming that was a lot back then, mm-hmm. um, of the life insurance money after he got it. Okay. So Hedgepath does this. And when Holmes gets out, he meets with a lawyer that Hedgepath like connects him to. Mm-hmm. Every single insurance company is on to Holmes by now. Okay. So the task is a lot harder than he originally thought. He links back up with Benjamin Peitzel, who had a weird fascination with Holmes. So he agreed to fake his own death. Okay. <laughs> These boys. (laughs) These boys are just boys. Boys will be boys. I fucking hate that. Boys will be held accountable for their actions. Boys will be dicks. Okay, so now Benjamin is the one who's going to be faking his own death, and they are going to claim his life insurance money and live happily ever after. But Peitzel has a wife and five children, so Hmm. it's a little bit more difficult, okay? He agreed, but wanted his family to get a large sum of the money. Okay. So, like, rightfully so, he's faking his own death. Shit. (laughs) Peitzel went into hiding and Holmes found a body with found a body. <laughs> he found a body. Okay, no, honey. He killed a body. Oh, my a God. A real body. Oh, I just found this he body. He just found this. He was a la 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 and body. found a body. Shut up. <laughs> a body. Oh, what is that? A body in, in the riverbank. <laughs> so Holmes acquires a body. So take that for what it's fucking worth. Okay. And he has to make sure that the measurements are similar to Ben's and they are. So we're good. Just in case people don't know, which I actually didn't know this either when I was researching, I guess a long time ago they used to, life insurance companies used to just go by measurements. They didn't do like all the shit that they do now. They didn't have like DNA testing. Right. So it was a lot easier, I guess, to do this. Okay. So, um, 
fast forward to them finding a cadaver to disfigure and burn and turn into a bunch of nothing that couldn't be traced, okay? Mm-hmm. But Peitzel started to get cold feet. He expressed to Holmes that he just couldn't do it, which was kind of weird for him because he, Peitzel literally did everything up until this point for right. him. Right. Well, he would have to pack up all those damn kids and well, get out of there, right? Yeah, basically. But what happened was... <laughs> Uh, When he got cold feet, Holmes ended up knocking him out with chloroform and burned his body. Oh. Yeah. So So, there he goes. But here's the thing. Ben's family was already in on it. His wife and his five kids. Okay. Okay. So they identified this body thinking that it wasn't him and it really fucking (sighs) was him. That's very sad, though. Really fucking sad. They had no idea that it was their dad and slash father. I mean, their dad slash husband. I, I, like, that's just, yeah, the family was in on this, like, deceiving plan. And Benjamin probably wasn't that great of a guy if he was hanging out with Holmes. But just, I mean, come on. But still, it's your dad. It's your dad. It's your husband. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, the insurance money was awarded. Holmes never paid Hedgepath or the Peitzel family. Of course he didn't. Why would he? Nope. Meanwhile, he needed to figure out what to do with the Peitzel family. Because apparently, he had three of the children... He screwed around, bop, be-bopping all oh. over the place with these children. I don't know what the fuck he was doing with them. I hate that. It's scary to think about. And then the mom was be-bopping with the other two. <laughs> and they were supposed to eventually meet up somewhere. And be-bop together. They, and be-bop together, but then the beep didn't bop, and the bop didn't beep, <laughs> and the, this is where we are. Okay? <laughs> I like to just make kind of make fun of this, because I don't want to think about what he's doing with I those know, kids. I know, I know. Benjamin's wife and the two other kids were supposed to be jumping around from city to city. Long story short, he killed the three children that were in his possession, no. which is just, I, I don't think, honestly, I do not think that this, this guy could get any worse. No. So, Hedgepath was pissed because he didn't yeah. get his $500. So, he ratted Holmes out to the police. He was just fucking pissed that he didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. So, a what? manhunt ensued for shithead Holmes. When they found him, they eventually found the remains of the two girls. Mm or two of the girls like there, he had two girls and a boy with him i think okay okay uh, he denies all murders of course. but he does admit to insurance fraud because he's got he'll a get murder castle yeah right <laughs> he admits to the insurance fraud because he believes that he'll get less time in prison okay so police finally fucking decide to search the murder castle and find bones hair the gas chamber trap doors they also observe this should be a trigger warning because this is fucked up. Scratches on the walls yeah, I don't from like people that. like starving mm-hmm. in rooms, uh, um, trying to escape and being held against their will. It's the worst. Yeah. The worst. Mm-hmm. So no. during the trial, Holmes was, you guessed it, a total piece of shit. He was super misleading. He confessed to like 27 or so murders. And then God. the next day he said he didn't kill anyone. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Yeah. Shut up. Psychopath. He was just super back and forth. No one knew what the fuck to believe and what to throw out. It was reported that Herm was offered a bunch of money to say he killed 27 people. So a newsletter or newspaper or something could run the story first on him. Okay. Like they would have it ready. But this isn't totally confirmed. People say that he killed at least nine, but perhaps 27. A lot of people think he may have killed up to 200 people, Jeez. which is just like a gigantic gap, but whatever. He was sentenced There's no way to, of knowing. No, you have no clue. He was sentenced to execution. A.J. Holmes was hanged May 7th, 1896. 
Papers say that he was very expressionless. Go fucking figure. He asked for his grave. He he's make he's like fucking making orders. You don't get to do that. No, you little dick. Did the other people get to ask for shit on right. their graves? Right. Fuck you. So he wanted his grave to be dug ten feet deep and his coffin encased in cement. He was worried that people would try to exhume his body and dissect him, which would be fucking hilarious if it wasn't such bullshit because that's exactly what he did to other people. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, Herm. You know what Honestly, they should have done? Fuck you pried his mouth open and just poured cement there you want cement yeah here here you here. go drink some 10 fucking feet cement. deep down your fucking throat when he was hanged his neck didn't snap he actually suffered Good. for almost 15 minutes before not quite dying. long enough sorry not sorry and this is hilarious because hashtag karma he tortured his victims making them suffer by gas or starvation or whatever the fuck and then he suffered a long death too and i like that I like that, too. (laughs) The murder castle was mysteriously burnt down in 1895. Hmm. In 2017, his body was exhumed after allegations that he actually wasn't in there and that that he had escaped the hanging. His body hadn't decomposed, how typical bodies do, but that was probably because of the cement encasement. Yeah, that. His clothes were in pristine condition in 2017, and his mustache was still intact. Ew. They... They positively identified the body as H.H. Holmes by his teeth, and he was buried again. And that is the story of Herman Webster Mudgett, H.H. Holmes. Bitch. The fucking loser piece of trash. I fucking hate him. Loser, loser, piece of loser. (laughs) Her podcast should just be called, Wow, I Hate That. So I'm doing the Patricia, I can't say Patricia. (laughs) Should I just do it? So I'm doing the Patricia... Columbo scandal. And I'm going to be calling her Patty. All uh-huh. right. Deal Katie with it. Katie can't say Patricia. I can't say it. Pat- it's okay. It, makes, it, it comes out as Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. I just can't do it. <laughs> so Patricia. Okay. So warning, this is brutal and I'm going to talk about bestiality for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Not right now, but it comes up. Maybe just we'll so just, you know. We'll just tell you real quick so you can hit that 15 yeah. second skip button. Yes. All right. So the year 1972. Picture it. <laughs> Patty Colombo was 16 years old. She lived in a middle class neighborhood in Elk Grove Village, which oh, yeah. is outside of Chicago. It's a suburb. It's by like Schaumburg. Arlington Heights, up there. Do you know? Up the road. I I, I just got really excited. <laughs> Why? Because I was like, oh, you're doing a Chicago one too. Yeah. Well, it's well, a fucking theme, We're doing Chicago ones because God, we live yeah. very close to Chicago. Yeah. We live in a whole different world, but that's our city. She lived there with her parents, Frank and Mary, and her younger brother, Michael, who was 13. They lived a comfortable life. They mm-hmm. weren't rich, but... They weren't poor. No. They were middle class. Middle class. They had a split-level house. Oh. Yeah. Ring-a-ding-ding, bitch. Like you. Okay, so that year, Patty got a job at a coffee shop, and Mm. that's where she met Frank DeLuca, who was a pharmacist at the Walgreens next door. Her dad was named Frank, too, so I'm just going to try my best to differentiate between the two, but I'm not going to promise anything, because You could just say (laughs) Daddy Frank. Yeah. I just can't remember shit ever, so... It wasn't long before he hired her to work at the store at the Walgreens, Mm -hmm. and the two started dating. Frank was 36. Wow, okay. Patty was 16. Okay, Daddy Frank. Oh, no, not Daddy Frank. No. That's not okay. That's disgusting. honey, that is bad. Um, He was married. He had five kids. What the fuck? Yeah. 
Apparently, he had just this gargantuan libido. Oh, <laughs> That's what I no. wrote. Gargantuan libido. He cheated on his wife a lot. One article I read said that Patty and Frank would be in his house having sex while his wife and kids were outside. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Real fucking cute. It Frank. sounded like it wasn't the first time he had done things like this with, you know, other girls. Um, I mean, he had five kids. He well, had yeah, a he big clearly, libido. Yeah, I mean, he clearly God, has a big something. He liked to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bobby. Let's go party. Come but on, it's Bobby. Not funny because it's statutory rape. No, you know, fuck like no. it's gross. It's disgusting. But still, it's how we deal with shit. Okay, we're gonna laugh. This is called a true crime comedy. <laughs> Kami, this is a true crime. <laughs> Here's communist your podcast. You Com- went, I went Com- communist. You went communion. <laughs> Join us every Thursday at 6 a.m. to get your weekly communion. I'm not sure if Patty went around telling everyone, like her friends. It sounded like she did. It kind of seemed like she was kind of proud or bragging about her relationship she with Frank. She probably was because she's yeah. a child and she doesn't know better. And she was kind of always rebellious. Mm-hmm. Not that it's it's not okay, but. But like, her brain isn't even fucking for, for it, yeah. Her brain is not even fully formed no, yet. Your brain's not fully formed till you're like twenty five. Right. So this was not on her. No, no. This was on double daddy Frank. Yep. Daddy Frank two. Yep. But her and Frank began taking part in things like trigger warning. Group sex. The trigger warning was not for the group sex. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, but um group sex is fine. Yeah. Couldn't but don't. also bestiality. Okay, fuck you. I don't know if it's true or not. It seems like it was true, but reportedly Patty showed her friends a picture of herself having sex with Frank's dog. Go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. Patty. I don't yeah. like her anymore no. now. I, so, ha- not having a brain that's fully formed doesn't give you an excuse to fuck a dog, no. Patty. No, no. Or so, Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Lots of just wild shit. Patty ended up moving in with Frank that year. She's 16. Come on. Once again, his wife and kids were still there. Like, what? I know. Not long after, Patty got her own apartment, which okay, was kind good. of, yeah, it was a relief to her parents. And they helped her. They gave her money. They were just happy that she was out of this sure. 36-year-old man's house. Sure. Um, she's so young, but they were probably, you know, like, he's not. she's not with the sleazeball anymore. Right. So then they found out that Frank left his wife and moved into this new apartment with Patty. Oh, fucking God. I don't get it. Patty's family obviously hated Frank, especially her dad, obviously. He knew about Frank being married, and now he was basically using Patty as a sex toy. I hate to, like, equate her to that, but it's true. I hate it. I hate it. Mm Mm-hmm. And when he found out that he moved in with her, Daddy Frank confronted Frank DeLuca with a shotgun and threatened to kill him. He broke some of Frank's teeth by shoving the shotgun into his mouth. Good for you, Daddy. mm -hmm. Um, We don't condone violence, but I I like that. I do, too. Um, Also, lots of people described Frank as being super controlling. This is Dad. So people described Patty's dad, Frank, as being really controlling toward her, like to the point of being overbearing. Mm Mm-hmm. There's really no way of knowing if that's just how he was or if it was the result of Patty's, like, shenanigans. Like, yeah, right. You know. Having w- a rebellious did one teenager. Cause, yeah. I feel like parents can never really win. 
Right. You know, like if you're too controlling, then mm-hmm. you're this. And if you're not controlling enough, then you have a rebellious yeah. kid or, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah. you can't win. Yeah. It's just a cocktail of fuckery. So Patty was no angel. She was described as very intelligent, but clearly very rebellious. It was mentioned a few times that she felt competitive with her little brother, that her parents kind of doted on him more. He was the youngest. He was the only boy. Years later, Patty also claimed that she was sexually abused by her godfather over the course of six years when she was a child, and that everything, including what I'm about to tell you, was a result of that. Okay. So, sexual abuse can rewire kind of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And make sex-related things weird and kind of go haywire. It's, I mean, like, it's not an excuse, once again, but yeah. I don't know. Who am I to... Hmm. We're so, not fucking therapists, <laughs> okay? I have a therapist. But you kind of have to, like, look at everything, you know? Right. So fast forward just a couple years later. It's now 1976. Patty's 19, and Frank is still too old for her. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> for those two years, they were just kind of gang-banging and... Oh, God, no. ...fucking oh. animals. I don't... We don't really know. The two decided they wanted Patty's family's inheritance. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. A few articles I read said that it was Frank's idea. He was going to have to pay alimony and child support for all these fucking kids. But the way the crime scene looked, it was kind of obvious that there was a lot of resentment toward the victims. Mm. So I think if it was, you know, all Frank, it would just be quick and clean and And we got our money. Mm -hmm. But on May 4th, 1976, Patty and Frank went to her family's house. Dad Frank was first. Frank DeLuca shot him in the head four times while he tried to escape up the stairs, I'm assuming to get to his oh, family. No. And then Patty bludgeoned him with a bowling trophy. What? Mm-hmm. Patty, Patricia. Patricia, what, what are, are you, you doing, doing, honey? One article said that the trophy was still embedded inside of him oh when they found his body. God. And he was stabbed multiple times, too. Okay, so they just wanted to make sure he was fucking dead. Clearly. Uh, Patty what the clearly fuck? had a lot of hatred uh, and anger. Apparently. Like, fuck. Mary was next, mom. She was found in the bathroom where she probably fled when she heard the gunshots. Mm. Now, Frank DeLuca has admitted to doing the shooting. So Frank shot Mary in the head and Patty slit her throat, her oh, own mom. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. So now the only one left was 13-year-old Michael. No. Trigger warning. Yeah. The two found him in his room. He had either slept through the gunshots and everything that was going on, or he was hiding. I think he was probably hiding. Yeah, I'm Scared in there. He was probably fucking scared to Mm -hmm. death. Frank shot him in the head, and Patty stabbed him 87 times. How the fuck? With her mom's sewing scissors. Wow. 87 times. So she was harboring some Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, clearly. It's reported that after slaying her entire family, Patty turned up the thermostat to make the bodies decompose faster. Are you? F- wow. Mm-hmm. She just hated them. She knew. She it's like fucked. looked into this shit too. Yeah. Yep. The craziest part, she had already been written out of their will. Wow. So no inheritance for Patty. Fucking good. But the shitty thing is mm-hmm. now they died for nothing. I mean, not yeah. that it would have made it better. Right. But my God. Right. If she would have known that, she probably wouldn't have killed them. Yeah. You would think. Be, yeah. Or at least maybe not have. Mm-hmm. 
So the bodies weren't found until three days later on May 7th. Police went to the Colombo house because they found Frank, Dad Frank's car abandoned across town. The door was open and when no one answered, an officer pushed it open and saw Frank's body. So officers tracked down Patty and brought her in to break the news to her that her family had been murdered. And they could tell pretty quickly that something was off with her. She wasn't really emotional about the news. Wow. Um, she just kind of gave too much information. Like, she talked too much. She was giving them theories about what she thought could have happened. Of like, course. oh, maybe it was a mob hit. Yeah, Patty is a mob hit. Okay, Patty. And the, <laughs> and just kind of, like, she was flirting with the young cops. Like, ugh, no. I thought you Patty, liked no. the old men, yeah. Patricia. Yeah. And at her family's funeral, she kind of went from overreacting with grief, like, fake grief, you know, like too much. And then she would just turn her emotions off and just be really cold and numb. Wow. So initially they had no leads. She wasn't immediately a suspect, but like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> if there were witnesses, like a neighbor who might've seen something, no one was talking. But then police got a tip that led them to two men who told them Patty tried hiring them to commit the murders. Oh, Okay. <laughs> These men apparently told Patty it was a done deal, but then they ran off with the money she paid them without doing their job, I guess. Like, that's their job. Mm-hmm. I hate saying that, but... like Okay, that would so actually they be like a money. good job. Not being a hitman, but pretending to be a hitman. Just being a con man. just disappearing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So then police knew she was involved somehow. It was all kind of starting to come together. And by May 17th, 10 days after the murders, Patty was arrested. They connected the dots back to Frank, and he was arrested a few months later. The next year, they both had a jury trial, and they were convicted of the murders. They each received 200 to 300 years for murder, 150 years for conspiracy to commit murder, which is them hiring the hitmen. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of murder. And 50 years for solicitation to commit murder. Okay. That's trying to hire the hitmen. Sure. It's pretty widely believed that Patty was the one who kind of thought up the whole plan. A lot of people think it was all her. Um, Neither one of them have ever really been forthcoming with those details. But like I said, I think it could have been Frank pushing her to do it for the money. I think Mm -hmm. it might equally both of them, maybe. Yeah. It's just unclear. But that's the thing, too. The prosecution named Patty as the mastermind. Wow. She would have wanted her brother Michael dead to ensure that she wouldn't have to split the inheritance. Oh, my God. So I see that point. It's awful. I know, but I see that point, too. Yeah. I don't know. I have one question. Yes. Is May 17th your brother's birthday? No, May 27th is my brother's birthday. (laughs) Both Patty and Frank are still alive today. Patty's in her 60s, and she's in the Logan Correctional Center in Lincoln, Illinois. Do you want to know where she was sent and incarcerated before? Where? Dwight. What? The women's prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I always forget that there's a prison there. Well, or there closed. was a prison yeah. there. It's not yeah. there anymore. That's but. very close to us. Yeah. Yep. She was there from the time she was sentenced until the prison closed in 2013. Okay. In 1979, she was caught in helping to organize orgies in the prison. Okay. Well, I the, mean, wait. Mm-hmm. Women have needs. <laughs> and the warden and a few other officials ended up being forced to resign. So I don't know if they were no. involved or if they, they had, were just I'm sure letting they had it happen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Patty. <laughs> Patricia. Patricia. Honey girl. Oh, I never you heard about this. Fiend. Yeah. I never heard about any of this. No. I think mm-hmm. it was before we were born, but... According to people who have had correspondence with her now, she's a changed woman who's found God. 
They all are changed women who have found God. In the name of Tori and Katie and the cruel fucking coven. Hallelujah. God. But she's also up for parole every three years. So has she really changed? Yeah. You know, or is she just, is she just become a better actor than Mm -hmm. she was when she was questioned? Yep. And she's also the first female prisoner in Illinois to receive her bachelor's degree while incarcerated. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't find it. Homicide. Yeah. Lying, lying (laughs) pants, fraud, (laughs) bitch. How to get away with murder. How to get away with murder. She did not. She tutors illiterate inmates. She's a model prisoner, has gotten four votes to parole her last several hearings. So not enough, but more, you know, close. Honestly, suck my ass. A Uh model prisoner. Yeah, fuck off. She's a model prisoner. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's like saying, uh, wait, what is that like fucking saying? (laughs) Oh, she only slit her mom's throat and stabbed yeah. her brother 87 times. Yeah. No, but she's a model prisoner. She's That's a model like, prisoner. Fuck off. Model prisoner? Just yeah, no. Off. Okay. Frank DeLuca is now in his 80s and he's behind bars at the Dixon Correctional Center. Guess where that is? Dixon. <laughs> Dixon. <laughs> I was trying to trick you. <laughs> Too fast for you, Caden. Up high, down low, in the middle. Too slow. Too slow. I haven't found much about him besides that he's never gotten any sort of favorable vote for parole. Figures. Like, no yeah. one's like, yeah, we're we're going to let a child predator mm-hmm. who conspired in killing three people yeah, out. Fuck off. And But he's in his 80s, so bye. What's he, what's he going to do anyway? Just yeah. sit in there. If you fall, at least someone's there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need a life alert. Just stay in there. Because okay? you got a prison God. guard. Their last parole healing. healing. <laughs> <laughs> Their last parole hearing was in 2017, so that should mean that they're up again this year. Every Ooh. three years, I haven't heard. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look up and see. It's probably on. Um, I was gonna say back order. That's not right. It's probably it's probably on, on hold because of the corona. Ooh, pro- yeah, but then they'll probably just fucking let her out. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of them you know are- what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, we'll she's see. she's a changed woman, <laughs> and she's found God. Yep. So when she comes him. out, she's not going to do anything like that again. She found God in a lonely place. And she place. has a bachelor's. Yeah. Come on. People with bachelors don't kill people. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they should be paroled. I don't think Patty's a changed woman. I think they're right where they belong. Katie. Yes. Reading. Watching. Listening. Um, I started a new book actually. Which is surprising for me because lately I just cannot read. Um, But it's called What We Forgot to Bury. And it's by Marin Montgomery. It's a thriller. I've heard of this. Okay. It's good. This is, it doesn't come out till next month, but it's um, one of the free Prime books you can get. So if you have Amazon Prime. I wonder if I saw it on there. Maybe. I feel like it sounds familiar. But if, for the readers, if you've got Amazon Prime and you didn't know this, you get one free ebook a month and you can pick from whatever. So look on there. It's called um, Prime Reads, First Reads or something like that. First Reads. Yeah. That's what it is. First but it's reads. good. It's a thriller. It's kind of like two points of view. It's kind of like mysterious. Ooh, we love a two yeah. points of view book. It's good so far. I cool. like that one. So that's what I'm reading. I also downloaded Where the Blame Lies by Mia Sheridan. It's a romantic suspense. I think I haven't started it yet, but I'm excited for that one kind of too. And watching, watch Paul Holes. He was on. He's on Saturday nights. I just love him to death. Hashtag Hashtag hot for holes. Hot for holes. 
He's my true crime daddy. <laughs> Paul oh, Holes God, is I our true crime daddy. And then uh, listening to, I don't know, I caught up with my favorite murder finally. I'm kind of like in a place with this like isolation shit now where like I'm calmed down a little bit, even though it's getting worse. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm accepting it kind mm-hmm. of. I don't know. I was because I was in panic mode for a while and I just couldn't do anything. Yeah. So there's that. What about you? Oh, well, I'm really glad that you're not in panic mode anymore because I still am. Okay. Um, but you've been able to do you've been able to do things. It's been like different. oh, like right, you know like what like I productive mean? Productive, kind yeah. Of? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I wrote even... a book. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> between like screaming babies and feeding babies and helping babies go to sleep, I wrote a book. Um, it's called Blurred Lines. Maybe, maybe not. We're going to have to figure it out after I get it back from the editor. Uh, actually, it's not even at the editor. It's going to be at the editor. So <laughs> keep your fucking eyes out for that. It's a romance, though, which is weird for me. That is weird for you. Very weird. Um, I found writing the sex scenes was a fucking challenge. Mm-hmm. It just is different. It's so different. It's, different. It, it's a very different world from writing a brutal murder scene mm-hmm. to writing a I'm going to fuck you scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, we, we had some sex scenes that we wrote in Those We Trust, but those yes. were not like romantic sex no. scenes. Those no. were just like Those dirty. were like, <laughs> I'm choking you. Yeah. <laughs> Choke on my dick. Yeah. Um, I am reading. <laughs> I actually finished two books already this month. See? Look at you go. Yeah. I finished Eleanor and Gray, which is fucking beautiful. And it reminds me actually of Blurred Lines, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, I literally read it, I think, in two days. So hmm. it was really good. Um, I also finished Weightless by Candy Steiner. Um, Eleanor and Grace by Brittany C. Cherry. And now I'm reading Pride and Persuasion by our girl Ren Montgomery. Hey. So fucking good. Is it good? I fucking love it. Yeah. It's um I had read a couple of chapters, but I was like sleep reading it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know you how don't, you, you don't retain oh any of it. No. And I'm like and I was really excited about it. So the other day I, I think it was before I went to bed, I ended up reading, I it was, let's see, I can tell you, 47% in one sitting. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, it's just really good. It, it goes very fast. The chapters are short. Mm-hmm. I am a fucking sucker for short chapters. I, I like short, oh. shorter chapters, too. And it's yeah. like, it's just good. It's good. It, good. It's not out yet. We'll put the stuff down low, down low, down low. We'll put the stuff down below for you to pre-order, but I think it comes out in like less than two weeks now. When you're hearing this, so she's a sweet pea um, too. Ren is the best. Love um, her to death. Also, now I have to figure out how to close this fucking book. Ren, okay. Um, <laughs> I am not listening to anything, nothing at all. Um, I'm trying to listen to an audiobook by Taylor Jenkins Reid called After I Do, but I fucking hate the narration. Really awful. That ruins books. That for does. Me. That ruins it real quick. Also, I accidentally one clicked the book for fucking eleven ninety nine. No, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. No. I was like, my phone was frozen, so I was like trying to swipe up, and I started like tapping yeah, it, and it just and went. it fucking one clicked. I was goddamn pissed. I I was like, are you eleven ninety nine? I paid eleven ninety nine, and I did watch Zombieland Double Tap, and I'm not did a you? like comedic type of movie watcher no me either i'm strictly a horror fan and like drama shit yes i can't and like really shitty reality tv i cannot watch comedies me and zombieland though that franchise is Mm -hmm. and uh i put it on this morning when my cranky baby would not sleep eat shit piss nothing she basically just wanted to be a crankmeister so um 
I put it on to like try and get a fucking laugh. Yeah. And <laughs> it worked. And <laughs> it, it, there's just like easygoing movies that are just, they can be kind of funny. So right. if you need a yeah. laugh during the quarantine and you're not like going to get even more afraid. I mean, we don't have zombies, guys. You don't have to be afraid of Zombieland. So no. Zombieland, double tap. I know if you have Comcast, it's free. Yeah. So. I wanted to talk about too, something I forgot to mention. Even though we mentioned Cassie Sharp, like Ooh. every fucking time we'd put an episode fucking out. Love but her. she's got a podcast mm-hmm. called Villains and Monsters that she just started. And what it is, is she's reading her first book that she released. Yes. Which is called... Which Behind. is called Where the Shadow Lies. Yeah, Where the Shadow Lies. And it's so cool. It's just, it's like an audiobook. Yeah. It's just, a like to be read to. Yeah. And you don't have and to fucking po- pay for it. Right. It's a podcast. You know? It's on Spotify. The way um, that we'll you share can, it. The way that you can support her since you don't have to pay for it is you can share the episodes, mm-hmm. sign up for her newsletter, follow her on social media. That's the kind of shit that you can do for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, have you listened to it yet? Yeah. I didn't. How, how is it? Really the first good? one. It's good. Oh, yes. I'm excited. It's because I've been wanting to read that book, and I think I actually have it. I have the book, too. But I can listen to her while I'm doing other things, yes. too. So that it makes it nice, because I've got, like, no time anymore. So, and also, our book, Raven's Grove, is free. By the oh. time you're hearing this, you will have two more days to get the ebook for free. So we'll link that, too. That one's a serial killer romantic suspense. Um... It's, Can it's I do fun. a shameless plug for my poetry book? Yeah, do a shameless plug. I mean, I don't know if you guys like poetry. It's darker themed. My first poetry theme was about domestic abuse. Proceeds for that every year. Not all of the proceeds, obviously. I mean, a girl has to make fucking money. Uh, <laughs> even though I didn't fucking make shit. But um, <laughs> so each year, some proceeds of that book will go to different domestic violence shelters in Illinois and the Chicagoland area. This new poetry book that's coming out in June is called Woman on Fire. And it's up for pre-order. So if I remember... I will try and link it down below. And if I don't remember, don't fucking pre-order it, I guess. Just, <laughs> But the thing is, it's only 99 cents for pre-order. So yeah. if you want to support me, and I know you do, just snatch it up. It. Just, just snatch it just right Just snatch up. it before yeah. it goes up in price. Yep. It's only going to go up to $1.99, so whatever. But, <laughs> okay. But All if right. you do, I mean, if you don't mind yeah. poetry, it's not like, how great thou art. It's more like fuck this shit Mm -hmm. this guy's a piece of trash and i'm better for dealing with it whatever okay yes it's modern poetry yeah all right if you want to see any of this stuff you can go to cruelinkmedia.com we've got all the stuff about our books where to find them and our sources for our episodes yeah we find all this shit that we talk about if tori ever remembers to update the website well, you're gonna you're gonna do it gonna do it you're gonna do it gonna do it if you want to send us an email you can do that at cruel and unusual the pod at gmail.com if you want to find us on instagram that's at cruel and unusual the pod and on twitter we are at at cruel unusual pod pod uh, sorry it's not all the same guys but life isn't always how you want it to be you can find it it's it's not that big of a deal. Our Facebook group is Cruel and Unusual the Group. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's that. Join us there. Come hang out with us in there. Is that it? I don't know. I feel like we're forgetting something, but whatever. Love you. Okay. Bye. I love you. Goodbye. Bye, bye. Are you still-